Welcome to episode four of my podcast, What's Digital Got To Do With It? And that's episode four of season two, 2021-2022 academic year. It was great to be joined by Jonathan Gibson, who is Skills for Life lecturer at Holland Hall College. He gives, he gives us a real insight into using um, digital tools with his learners in the Skills for Life department. Happy listening. Welcome back, everyone. Um, this is episode four of my podcast in the 2021-2022 season. What's digital got to do with it? Uh, I'm very happy to, ju- to be joined today by Skills for Life lecturer at Hotwoodall College, Jonathan Gibson. Just to remind you, my name is Helen Green and I am the Digital and Blended Learning Champion. Jonathan, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, uh, Jonathan Gibson, working in Skills for Life Department. I teach um, maths, functional skills maths and digital skills as well as some uh, employability and vocational qualms as well. Right, that's great. Thank you very much. So in our nice quick podcast episode today, we're going to be talking about um, EdTech tools and the use in the classroom and specifically linking to an EdTech tool that people sort of see as maybe something that's old, if you like, in the arena of education and technology now. But actually, what how I see it, it's maybe not a new tool, but it's an old tool, new tricks. So the platform I want to introduce is Kahoot. So Jonathan, could you give me sort of an overview of how you would describe Kahoot to maybe a novice user from a teacher point of view or, or a novice user from like a learner point of view? Uh, yes, um, so Kahoot's a primarily a quiz, um, mainly multiple choice um, questions. Um, it's very visual, mm-hmm. um, very engaging for my skills for life learners. Mm-hmm. Um, there are lots of pre-made Kahoot quizzes that you can kind mm-hmm. of pull up on a whim or you can search for specific uh, topics mm-hmm. um, or you can create your own. Um, yeah. It's just very nice, um, quick, uh, visually engaging platform for, for learners who really seem to uh, engage with. Okay. So thanks for that introduction to that. So Kahoot is a quizzing platform, so you can use it in your classroom and learners use their devices or computers to interact with you? Yeah, either mobile phones yeah. or um, if you're on computers, yeah. um, you, can, you can access it Yeah. There. So if you, if, you, if you don't mind, what I'd like to hear more about is some examples of how you've been using Kahoot in your classroom with your Skills for Life learners. What, what kind of things have you been doing? What like, subjects have you been covering? Um, anything else, anything that's going on with your classroom at the moment with the use of Kahoot? Uh, well, primarily as a, as a starter activity, it's very good to um, to get learners straight off logged in because they're always quite keen with a competitive element that Kahoot's yeah. got. So they're quite keen to, to get on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good at introducing topics because mm-hmm. there's lots of pre-made, as before, lots of pre-made yeah. quizzes that you can easily... Um, get off there and you can edit them if you need to to delete questions or add, add some in yourself mm-hmm. um i sometimes use it as a plenary 
Um, but mainly as a starter, because I think it's very good to kind of mm. get them um, quite quickly mm -hmm. on the computers. Yeah. Um, and and um, like I said, the competitive element means that they're always very keen to to, to engage with that, that mm -hmm. particular quiz. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that in terms of like the sort of subjects you cover, is this something that kind of translates to sort of anything that might be on your topic outline for that week? Uh, like. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of uh, there's lot of maths. Um, I tend to you know use it for that. You know, with functional skills maths, you cannot be quite easily use it to you know recap the subject you've done the week before mm -hmm. as you start. Um, mm -hmm. I do. I, I you know, use it in digital skills. There's news quizzes that you can do, so it's quite topical. Mm -hmm. You can just pick up on themes that have been. Um, within the news within the last week or two yeah or you can do primarily just fun ones to do with um, yeah. music and tv and yeah you know, so you can get um you know learners are always quite uh, enthusiastic to to engage in the, in the process so. yeah so i think that i think you've explained the well sort of how you've been using it um and i think you have you have touched upon that the next question on my list around why you think it's a good tool to use with your learners. So you have mentioned that it's great as a starter activity. It gets them engaged like quite quickly when they come into your lesson. So you've kind of got their attention as soon as they come in. You talked about, you know, there's that little competitive element which helps with that engagement. I mean, thinking about um, thinking about the types of learners that you've got in your area, you know, would you say that you know is it is it is it something that's helping to develop their digital skills? Um, not not necessarily. I think one of the, the main things we can do is is that it's um, the questions themselves are on the tutor machine. Yeah. Unlike other quiz apps and, and websites, mm. um, so it's more of a collaborative. Yeah. Kind of um, energy that kind of runs through. Yeah. The, all the learners are directed at the, the tutor, the tutor screen. Yeah. I'll quite often read the questions um, to them. If I think some learners might struggle with some of the questions, I might give them little prompts and things. Yeah. Um, but because because their attention, you know, they've got their devices for their answers. Yeah. But the questions themselves are on the tutoring machine, so it, it's much more um, a collaborative kind of yeah. process, much more fun and yeah. engaging. They're not in their own. Uh, you know kind of um, in their own domain kind of thing they're, they're well aware of, of everyone else within the group yeah. and, and you know, even um, sometimes we do it as a, as a team activity so instead of having individual learners all competing we'll, you know, we can split the class into into small groups yeah. or, or two teams and, and, um, and that helps sometimes with because um, they're always very keen to see the leaderboard in between yeah. the questions and to see who, yeah. who's on the top but that is that's keeping that engagement though, isn't it? Sort mm -hmm. of like pro prompting them on. It's really nice the way you just talked about that, about like the flexibility with the platform as well. That they they've got their answer pad, if you like, mm -hmm. on their device. But like you said, they're not just they're not just focused in on a screen that's got everything on. It's still very much part of, of the classroom environment and and all the different things that are going on. And I really like what you said about that you can split them into teams. So there's a bit of group work going on there. Yeah. They might have to confer a bit before they decide the answer. Mm -hmm. And that's taking them through that thinking process, working with other people, having to, having to kind of like um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? You know, negotiate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's you know, in which you're using this digital platform to sort of engagement to to for engagement and to engage your learners, but the lot lots of other skills mm. that might not necessarily be digital skills. It's obviously using their device that they might love to use their phone and think that's great that they're well, using yeah, their own I mean, phone. Yeah, Get them to put the phone yeah. away as it doesn't yeah. matter for someone. Yeah, yeah, I suppose uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, they're quite keen yeah. that they can use that. And I mean, one of the other things is that you can um, set a cahoot as, as a task outside of the classroom. You can yeah. do the kind of flipped classroom yeah. kind of approach, um, or, or you know, outside of a, of a class session. If, if a learner wants to try the questions again, then they can do they can yeah. access the, the quiz at a different time. Yeah. Or if a learner's missed a lesson, that's another yeah. great way for them to still be involved with the knowledge of it. Mm. I think one of the other things you said that I picked up on then is the idea that it is it is fun and it's sort of, you know, they're having a, a lot of fun in your classroom, mm. engaging them, making them want to, you know, you know, giving them that first, that knowledge, making them really want to be there. Mm. But, and it's not just like a dry sort of boring session. And I'm sure there's like millions of other things you could do to make that session engaging. But the fact that Kahoot is one of them things that does make it fun, people are responding to that. Oh, massively. And I mean, even from the lobby screen, which can have a YouTube video that's embedded in it. Yeah. And obviously YouTube's, you know, like a primary source of, of video content. And yeah. I think many of them, even watch uh, BBC or all the standard kind of channels anymore. Yes. So YouTube's very much their kind of platform of choice and integrates yeah. with that. So it's, you know, it sits nicely within their yeah. kind of um, day-to-day. Yeah. Um, so it's something that's familiar to them as well. So they're likely to sort of respond to, oh, that I recognise that, I recognise that logo. Yeah. You know, that video, that video that's playing, they think, Oh, I could I could go and get that video myself, maybe. If well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there can be um, clips that you've got questions about, or there mm. can be clips that are there, you know, to provide a bit of an explanation as to yeah. why you know there's a certain answer. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's that thing, you know, um, from powerpoints and, and things that are quite static. Yeah. Um, obviously, our learners are very digitally aware and yeah. you know content yeah. used to be more dynamic and, and a lot more engaged if we're mm. kind of competing with their yeah their phones exactly mm. so there's one thing i wanted to come back to as well again talking about the types of learners you've got in the skills for life department and their capabilities and what they sort of can and can't do in the kind of courses they're on I think you've I think you've kind of said this in everything we've said, but it does this platform obviously does then promote inclusivity in the curriculum where it's bringing people in of all different levels of ability, all different you know different ages as well, and sort of engaging them. So it's flexible in the sense of different things you can do with it, but flexible in the sense that you can apply it to you know I would say different levels, like like I said, different abilities. And yeah, people yeah. understand they can understand it. Yeah, I mean, all of our learners will engage pretty much all of them mm. fully with with the um, with the platform and, and the, the way it's, it's delivered. Um, the differentiation in terms of you know the the level of, of difficulty in terms of yeah. the questions is something obviously you, you can some pre-made cahoots. It's quite easy that you know that the, you know you know yourself that they work mm. and they'll fit your particular level of learners. Yeah. So sometimes you might 
find that some questions where you're, um, you know, trying to give them a bit more of a, um, a prompt in terms of, you know, you can maybe narrow it down from four options to two options. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you kind of, you know, you'll learn as well. Um, a lot of it's kind of done for you yeah. um, in terms of the level of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can, you can edit the quiz if you need to in terms of turning yeah. questions out or change them, make them a bit easier. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the other thing is in terms of accessibility, mm-hmm. um, because you've only got four possible answers, although it can be less than that, it can be three or it could be two. Yeah. Uh, and it's very visual, you know, you've got big bright red, yellow, green, blue yeah. button. So it's, you know, it's that, it's a fairly simplified, but bright and visually engaging kind of method of, of capturing yeah. uh, quiz questions. And, and obviously love the fact that, that you know, the leaderboard's not there after every question yeah. and you can see them rise or fall in, in yeah. terms of the yeah. answer streaks and things. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked, that it, with what we've talked about there, there's, there's such a lot going on with it under the surface of, a tool again like that's kind of viewed as oh it's a bit like old hat that but actually i don't think so i think there's there's such a lot you can do with it there's such a lot of links with different you know pedagogical strategies and ideas uh, and you know and, and and how you organize your classroom how you think about your planning what you're going to do with your learners what you're going to use to do it and i think Kahoot gives you quite a lot when you're thinking about how you're going to plan your lessons and, and one big thing that always comes up, you know, does it take a lot of your time to do these cahoots, would you say? Not really. No. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few links, I think, on the website that, that advise using PowerPoint to, to kind of craft your, um, your, your questions. Mm-hmm. And I especially like um, finding images to, to, for each of the questions. Uh, which is another kind of top tip really so always you well not always but you can use um you know decent uh, images that you find on, online um you can even use animated gifs i've created a little animation um clips mm-hmm. through just through powerpoint yeah. saving powerpoint slides as jpegs or png files or, or gif files yeah. and using those so you can actually if it's a maths equation you can actually have an animation that's taking the visually representing the, the the equation. So you know you might give them thirty seconds, you might give them a minute to answer the question, but you can you know your learners will be yeah. working through it yeah. if they need to. Um, some learners obviously if they're more able than others might get the question quicker. But yeah. Um, you can have lots of visual cues and aids yeah. to, to yeah. kind of. Uh, I mean, it's nice that you've mentioned there particularly about using it um, as a tool to teach maths. And, mm. and, and how you can adapt that tool to do that. So that's quite an interesting thing and can be fed back to many tutors who are trying to bed maths into the lessons and who are t- teaching maths as a discrete subject. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, maths quite often learners feel is very abstract, I think, mm. or, or at least they, they don't think, they think it needs to be a mental arithmetic thing, that it needs to be something that they think, feel are either good at or bad at. And I yeah. think if you can use a visual representation of a maths problem, Yeah. Um, then you know it should hopefully you know give the learner something to to grasp onto and to you know be able to process um, whatever the calculation is again for, for my functional skills classes so primarily you know, entry entry two entry three and level one classes yeah um, but it lends itself very well to that um, I mean I would say that it's more of a kind of a fun 
I wouldn't use it necessarily as, a, as an as an assessment tool in itself. I mean, yeah. It's a formative assessment. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it's kind of a loose. It's more of a fun, engaging yeah. process. I mean, you can you can report on it. You can um, you could rerun a quiz again at a later date yeah. and see what, what progress has been made. But I tend to stick to it as being a fun, engaging activity. And obviously, you know, assessments are a bit more formal, more yeah. practice purpose beyond that. I'm glad you brought that up because that was sort of coming to that around specific things I was going to focus in on now around sort of formal formative assessment or formative assessment practices and requirements. So I think you have just answered that for me already that, you know, you kind of see this tool as this fun engaging tool rather than something you might rely on. I mean, you like, yeah, like you said, you can sort of, you, you're always sort of doing bits and bobs as an assessment as you're going along, and we're labelling that formative, formal, formative. Yeah. But if not, not really a tool you'd kind of turn to if you like, if you were going to do a, you know, right, we need to know, I need to know a score for this. If yeah, no, and I think, because obviously with assessments, it's, you know, you're looking at the individual, and I think Kahoot very much is a collaborative yeah. experience for me, and yeah. it should be fun and engaging, and like I said, it's more of a starter. Yeah. Get your learners kind of engaged yeah. and enthused yeah. quickly about the topic. Um, or it's a plenary week and they can finish mm-hmm. off and, and yeah. you know, they like the, the competitive element of um, you know, seeing who's, who's going to win the, you know, the quiz this time. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um, what I always like to ask, um, and some people sometimes might feel uncomfortable at this, but we need to know, you know, you're, you're using a tool in your classroom you can see like pros and cons of different things. Is there anything you've done and it's not worked very well or anything anything you want to change or be different on the platform? Um, is there anything I want to change? Uh, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, um, oh, I'm not sure. I mean, there's, well, one thing I would say is that Sometimes it can be broken links, right? Okay. Um, which you get quite often with anything that's yeah. online in terms of YouTube videos that might have moved or been yeah. been deleted from. So yeah. that's, I mean, that that's not specific to Kahoot. I mean, that's yeah. In general, is that they're like in the like stop quizzes? Um, not so much in ones that have, that have, you know, and that's another thing you can search by. You can you can just pick Kahoots that have been made by Kahoot Studio, or whatever it's called, yeah. the Kahoot Academy. Yeah. Um, kind of thing, and you know, you know, you're more likely to get you know, extremely high quality content, and and the YouTube links will will be um will be fine. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes, if you you know, it's that thing of having enough time to, if you if you you know, getting pre-made content, yeah. to checking through it to make sure yeah. the questions are, are um, linking to things that still exist or are still in the right place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that would be a massive job for, for yeah, Kahoot to, to be able to check, well, to <laughs> yeah. make sure that links aren't yeah, broken. Yeah. But that's the only thing I think that comes to mind that yeah. can be slightly annoying. But it's not difficult to go into it to delete those questions or to resource the yeah. video clips that it's referring yeah. to. That, you know, yeah. So there's ways around stuff, I guess. Yeah. 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 Just a bit of time and a bit of thought with some things. As yeah. with everything. Well, yeah, yeah. And obviously, yeah, the best, you know, if you're well prepared, then. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. Um, I mean, I do think, I think some people do find that it is, it can be time consuming to prepare you. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a hoop. Like I said, a PowerPoint, I would advise as being a really good way of, of collating your questions. Yeah. And of serving your slides as JPEGs, because then you know they're all going to be 
standardized in terms of being the right or a good image size because you know you want things to look of a decent quality yeah you know, on your board those things yeah. like pixelated yeah. and grainy yeah. kind of yeah images and stuff yeah just to come back to sort of um issue not issues but um the subject of like lesson structure in terms of like i think you, you have talked about this already but in terms of a lesson structure and what you might use a cue for and what time in your lesson so you have mentioned that it might not be like a, a platform you'd use for like a whole lesson but it'd be, it'd be something mm. you use at the beginning something you could use at the end yes um, i think it's definitely more yeah. more, definitely more of a starter yeah. activity for yeah. me, specialty sessions involving using computers like yeah. it's, it's extremely good at getting you you learners engaged and yeah. enthusiastically logging in. <laughs> Whereas if you, yeah. if you know if, if you think they're going to be uh, assignment writing, then they're not going to be as enthusiastic <laughs> to, to get logged on. But um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's obviously very good as a plenary, and you, you know you can do it. So you can rerun the cafe from one week to the next as a recap. Yeah. Um, you know, mix teams up if you've yeah. done a particular yeah. one week. And, and I suppose that that's a big thing, the recall and recap, that's always mm. going to be part and parcel of your day-to-day -day teaching workflow. So yeah, no, that's brilliant. So just to, just to sum up, we've talked about the Kahoot platform, how you've been using it in your classroom, what's been working well, you know, how it how you use it to sort of structure parts of your lesson and, and, and lots and lots of different things that link to, you know, inclusivity, engagement, fun, um, how you're able to sort of scaffold your learners to, you know, to get to the right answer. You can have it as it is a flexible tool. It's a tool that, you know, used for, you know, great collaboration within a classroom, you know, creating great fun and great energy. Um, like I said, it can be flexible in the fact that you can use it for like live sessions or it be self-paced. So there's just such a lot you can do. And absolutely, I don't think, I think, I, I think you agree with me here, a tool that, if a tutor maybe has not used it for a long while or something that kind of you know is new to them it's something would you think they should definitely should give it a go yeah without a doubt yeah yeah and there's a lot more uh, initially it was kind of multiple choice questions there's a lot more dynamic kind of content that's on there now yeah um admittedly some of it's paid for subscription is still um you know it's still free to use mm -hmm. um there are, you know, there's premium content ever that is paid for, but, you know, there's things like word clouds, there's slides to, to give um, explanations yeah. to, 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 you know, your answers and things. There's, um, you know, learners can input answers um, rather than just selecting multiple choices. There's a lot more dynamic content, which some um, teachers might not have been aware of that there's, you know, the, yeah. the kind of different um, question. Yeah. Um, questions on that yeah um, but it's, it's definitely i don't think there's a um i mean there's a couple of competitors but i don't think there's any that come as close to uh, being as engaging as, as fun for for learners to 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 do each each time i uh, yeah i'm on they seem to be yeah happy to uh, to take part happy to do it mm. right well that's but that but like i said what i wanted to the other thing i've perhaps wanted to, to mention that is the ultimate thing the ultimate thing is the learner voice and mm -hmm. actually what they want to do and what they're happy with and if they're happy and comfortable in their lessons and they're engaged 
you know, the theory goes that they will, will learn more and get the mm. most out of it. And yeah, if the sure. learners are enjoying it, then why not carry on with it? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right then, that was absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. There's so much rich content there. There's so many things for people to consider and think about. And on the top level, you've got this lovely hoop keep quiz going on. But actually underneath all that, the roots and the bones of it, there's so much to it and there's so much you can get out of it. So thank you very much for joining me today, Jonathan. Thanks for that really, really wonderful discussion. Thank you. After we recorded our podcast, Jonathan and I got to talking and we did cover a couple more points that I thought were really interesting to include in this episode. So we did get to talking about some of the types of learners he deals with and the competitive element of Kahoot. So that element is great for engagement. It's great for people getting involved. It's great for people sort of trying harder. But for some of his learners, if, if they can't deal with it emotionally, for example, to lose, if you like, then that that potentially can put a barrier up for some learners. And even if they do take part in something and they've maybe not come sort of top, that might sort of put them off for the sort of the rest of the lesson. So, you know, you do have to consider these things and how 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 in some ways the features of a tool like a like a leaderboard and like the competitive edge can be great, but you do have to consider how learners are feeling, how they can deal with situations that happen to them, and sort of, you know, in, in which you need to just consider and be careful about how you do run your lessons. So that was a really interesting point um, to come up there with regards to that. We also got to talking about, you know, the accessibility issues around people accessing platforms and the layout and what things look like and we did um we did come across the fact that you know it was mentioned that the you know the the layout is just nice and clean on like the keypad that the learners have when they're involved in a quiz so what they see on their device and it's just like you know clear you know blocks of color that you know that contrasts well with each other so in terms of people in terms of it being a tool that's good for accessibility and meets the needs of different kinds of learners that's sort of really good in that way as well that was just a roundup we just really wanted to share that with you so there you have it that was a great conversation and a great add-on between myself and Jonathan Gibson, Skills for Life Tutor at Hotwood Hall College. Watch out for the next episode. Mm-hmm.